The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank. News and comment. Thursday, October 20th, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news. Made possible when you buy earbuds and headphones through the links at buzzburbank.com. The fabric of democracy tore a little more at the hands of Donald Trump last night. In the third and final debate, Trump refused to agree to accept the outcome of the election, saying he wanted to, quote, keep you in suspense. I will look at it at the time, said Trump. What I've seen is so bad, he said, inspiring his supporters to consider also not accepting the election results. That's not the way our democracy works, countered Clinton, adding, for 240 years we've had free and fair elections and we've accepted the outcome. He is talking down our democracy. President Obama says he fears there'll be violence if Trump loses 19 days from now. Trump is expected to lose, and despite having his best debate performance so far last night, but his answers often lacked substance or specifics, and Trump reverted to his trademark childish schoolyard bully tactics, interrupting Clinton at one point to say, what a nasty woman. Trump also took hits on social media for his reference to allegedly criminal immigrants with the phrase, bad hombres. But Hillary Clinton also had her best debate performance last night, and according to the flash polls, she won that debate as well as the others, even if not by a landslide. The best performance of the night came from Chris Wallace of Fox News, who did a brilliant job in a tough atmosphere. There were no handshakes at either the beginning or end of the debate, another symptom of the most vicious election in modern history. But today's top story is Trump's refusal to say whether he'll accept the results of an election he's called rigged. Trump's daughter Ivanka and running mate Mike Pence have said Trump will accept the outcome, but Trump himself has not. Trump's campaign manager says Trump will accept the outcome because, he says, Trump will win. Just hours before the debate, CNN was out with new poll results, putting Hillary Clinton nine points ahead of Trump. Other polls agree. In recent history, even a high single-digit lead is considered a blowout. And as mentioned here before, no candidates ever recovered from a deficit that great this late in the campaign. What seemed to seal the election for Clinton is a new electoral college vote count that even puts conservative Utah up for grabs. Utah's moved from solid Republican to being a battleground state. Arizona, which was in the lean Republican column, is also now a battleground state. Nevada has moved from battleground to lean Democratic. Florida, the biggest prize in the Electoral College contest, has moved from battleground to lean Democrat. The conventional wisdom before the debate was Trump has a mountain to climb to win. Today, that has not changed. It was just this week in the desperate final three weeks of his campaign that Donald Trump said he supports term limits in Congress and roadblocks for lobbyists, including ending their recruitment of those who've held national office. Trump says House members would be limited to three two-year terms and senators to two six-year terms. It would take a constitutional amendment to set those term limits, and that would take a two-thirds vote from each House of Congress and ratification by three-fourths of our state legislatures. Most people, 75% of us and 82% of Republicans, want the term limits. It's part of a five-part plan Trump unveiled this week to, in his words, drain the swamp in Washington. 
Republican officials are wondering what took him so long, spending his time instead on a border wall and tweeting about ex-beauty queens. Trump announced his proposal in Colorado, where he once tied with Hillary Clinton. Now he trails in Colorado by nearly five points. One thing we have learned, you cannot judge a debate by the tweets that post during and right after. A study by Oxford University in England reveals that many of the tweets and hashtags are generated by bots, short for robots, accounts operated by a machine, not an actual person. There are bot tweets for both candidates, but the pro-Trump tweets led by a robotic mile. After the second debate, a full one-third of the pro-Trump hashtags were machine-generated, and there were well over a half million bot postings, 576,000 of them for Trump. For Clinton, only 22% of the tweets were bogus at 136,000. Quoting the Oxford report, political bots have a modest but strategic role in the debates. The report says the bots are being used to, quote, manipulate public opinion, choke off debate, and muddy political issues. Ecuador says it doesn't take orders from other countries, but Ecuador confirms it temporarily cut off Internet access for WikiLeaks Julian Assange right after he'd released the stolen, supposed text of Clinton's speeches to Goldman Sachs. Ecuador's given Assange asylum at its embassy in London, and it's from there that he released thousands of supposed Clinton emails aimed at damaging her presidential bid. There are indications the order to cut off Assange's Internet link had come from Secretary of State John Kerry, but the U.S. State Department denies that, and the Ecuadorian government has soundly rejected that, saying it doesn't meddle in electoral campaigns nor support any candidate. No bankers went to jail after the Wall Street crash of 2008, but that president may not protect executives at Wells Fargo for their sales incentive program that cheated tens of thousands of people out of millions of dollars through millions of bogus accounts. California has launched a criminal investigation of Wells Fargo and has acquired search warrants. We all fled due to ISIS, says one of the thousands of people who fled the Iraqi city of Mosul this week. They fled as the city was reinvaded by Iraqi and Kurdish soldiers working to take back Iraq's second largest city, which has been under ISIS control for well over a year. Iraq had advised its people to shelter in place, but many fled because they don't want to become human shields for ISIS. The Iraqis and Kurds have now taken back from ISIS 80% of the territory on the south side of Mosul and have the city surrounded on three sides. ISIS has so far sustained heavy losses, now down to fewer than 3,000 fighters, surrounded by 100,000. Still, it could be mid-December before the city's won back, although forces this morning say they're making faster progress than they'd expected. Even after it's over, there will still be an ISIS. North Korea has launched nearly two dozen war missiles so far this year, and more are expected. In response, Japan says it's ready to spend up to $3 billion on a missile defense system to protect Japan and perhaps the world. In this country, Hillary Clinton has sent her prospective Secretary of Defense to South Korea to assure a smooth transition of keeping North Korea in check. Now in its fourth year, with over 3.5 million downloads, this is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. Over the years, I've heard so many good things from listeners about the earbuds and headphones they've purchased to tweak audio. 
Now, they did this, thankfully, because they're loyal listeners who want to support this free daily newscast, but they came away impressed with the quality of these products. They love the prices, and so will you. By going through my link, you not only support news and comment, you save an additional one-third off the already low prices. Just use the code BBNC when you check out. Tweaked audio earbuds are warranted for life and specially designed to reduce outside noise. Hear me and everything better with earbuds and earphones from Tweaked Audio. You'll find a choice of styles and colors, even natural wood grain. Save one-third off Tweaked Audio's already amazing prices and get free shipping anywhere in the world. Just click the Tweaked Audio banner at buzzburbank.com. The adventures of Ed Snowden barely put a dent in Big Brother's spying on innocent citizens. A new report from Georgetown Law shows that 16 states are using facial recognition software on 117 million law-abiding citizens. They can literally pick you out in a crowd, just like on TV. They can spot you at public gatherings of any kind, possibly to monitor political or religious speech. It was used during the trouble in Baltimore after the death of Freddie Gray. Police in those 16 states are using the software to create virtual lineups so you could be in a lineup and not even know it. And the database has a greatly disproportionate percentage of African Americans. And the worst news for them is that the software isn't as accurate with dark complexions as it is with pale ones. The Georgetown Law Center says a surveillance tool this powerful needs strict oversight and that currently there isn't any. There are no laws governing police use of face recognition software. There aren't even any industry standards for accuracy or bias. The ACLU calls this chilling. The Georgetown report says police need to purge their photo bases of people not suspected of any crime and that they need to purge driver's license photos that are used for comparisons. The report said police should only be allowed to use the photos they already have in their criminal database. And, says the report, tracking people for racial, political, or religious reasons needs to be banned. When Walter Scott was stopped by an officer for a broken taillight in South Carolina last year, he tried to run away on foot. That's when Charleston officer Michael Slager drew his gun and fired five shots at Scott. Scott was shot in the back and died. Now, former officer Slager is facing murder charges locally and three federal charges, including a civil rights violation. And now his lawyer is asking that Slager's trial be moved away from Charleston with so many potential jurors there having seen an incomplete cell phone video of the shooting. The ex-officer's lawyer says the video, aired repeatedly on local TV, is guaranteed to sear prejudice into the brains of viewers. A survey shows 91% of Charleston adults have seen that video. And it was North Charleston taxpayers who covered a settlement that points to Slager's guilt. The number of cases of sexually transmitted diseases has hit a record high in this country. Last year, there were more than 1.5 million cases of chlamydia, 400,000 cases of gonorrhea, and 24,000 cases of syphilis. And this comes at a time states are cutting health department budgets, forcing the closing of 20 STD clinics last year. That means fewer people are getting tested and treated. Young people between the ages of 15 and 24 are at the most risk along with men who are gay or bisexual. All should be using protection and practicing safe sex. Sexually active men who are gay or bisexual should get tested for syphilis at least once a year. 
Doctors have the Hippocratic Oath. Veterinarians have an oath of their own that was revised five years ago with a new focus on the welfare of animals and the prevention of cruelty toward them. Young vet Kristen Lindsay of Austin, Texas, apparently didn't get the memo. She killed a cat with a bow and arrow, posted a photo of herself suspending the cat in the air, the arrow through its head. Her caption read, My first bow kill, LOL, adding, The only good feral tomcat is one with an arrow through its head. Vet of the Year Award, gladly accepted. End quote. Kristen will not only not get an award, she's been fired by her clinic and her veterinary license has been suspended and she'll be on probation for four years after that and required to report to the veterinary board four times a year. She will only be allowed to examine animals if another vet is supervising. We're all here to help each other, apparently. In Noblesville, Indiana, police rescued a deer who got its antlers stuck in a backyard rope hammock. The deer was released back into the wild uninjured. No officers were injured either. In Zimbabwe, veterinarians rescued a white rhino whose horn had gotten stuck in an old tire, leaving it hungry and thirsty. The vets freed the rhino and gave it fluids, quoting one. Eleven minutes later, he was grazing again as if nothing had happened. In Australia, a wallaby got chased into the water by a dog and was drowning. A tour boat driver jumped out of his vessel and rescued the wallaby, which calmly rowed back to shore on the boat's dashboard. In Greenville, South Carolina, the manager of a roadway inn motel watched in horror as a guest got onto the elevator, dog on a leash, and watched the doors close with the unaware owner inside the car and the dog outside. As the elevator went up, so did the dog. The manager sprang into action, lifting the dog along with the elevator as he disconnected the leash. Quoting the manager, Everybody's calling me a hero, but I just did what you're supposed to do. The tables were completely turned in Thailand when a volunteer at a nature park fell into some river rapids, was carried downstream a bit, and appeared to be drowning. The young man's friend saw this, jumped into the raging river, and rescued young Derek Thompson. As it turned out, Derek was in control and wasn't in danger of drowning, but the good friend didn't know that, didn't care. She just knew she had to help, which is pretty amazing since Derek's friend is a baby elephant. And finally, Mr. and Mrs. Watley are a couple in their mid-50s that stopped at the Cracker Barrel restaurant in Greenville, South Carolina this week and left their waitress a tip. It wasn't a cash tip. It was a tip as in advice. In a note written on their receipt, they told the waitress her service was excellent, but that her place, a woman's place, is in the home. The note said her working is a disgrace to her husband's manhood and the reason that he must see another woman on his way home. Near the end of the note, the words, Make America Great Again. The waitress says the note broke her heart that she can't believe such a thing would happen in this day and age, even at a Cracker Barrel in South Carolina. But the Trump supporters also didn't let the facts get in the way. The waitress says the joke's on them, since she's not married. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thank you for listening, and thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comment. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.